Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am back from holidays just in time to talk to you about Neptune retrograde in Pisces. Get yourself ready for this one. You're listening to yet another episode of the At Home Tarot Podcast with me, Jenna Dale, codependency mentor, as well as tarot reader and wisdom keeper. In these episodes, I talked you through what I am experiencing in my home readings in both astrology and tarot, and I read collectively for all of us who are looking to self-evolve, center into our life, and relate in deeper ways to others as well as our existence. Stick with me as I take you through transits in the sky and in the tarot, and see where life is heading. I appreciate your presence here. Let's dive back into the episode. So happy that you are joining me again as I return to the podcast. I hope that the episodes that I dropped this month were supportive for you as I took just a little bit of breathing room to go have some fun and spend some pleasurable time with family um, on the other side of the country. But I'm back and I've been back a couple days and I was just really excited to come back into this space, uh, start looking at some tarot together again and and really recenter on what is happening in the skies and how we can use the cards to really support that. I know for me, uh, needed breaks. We all need little breaks from our ritual time and I just, I feel filled up. I also feel like coming home again is always um, an interesting time because you're coming home, which feels good. You're coming back into your space. And for me, having breaks from places, people, and things often allows me to come in with a clearer sight and I can start to see maybe things I didn't see before and spaces I want to work on or energy I want to bring in that just hasn't been there. Um, and it's, it's a little bit like when you haven't seen someone for a while and their body or their hair or something changes in these subtle ways that nobody notices unless they have not seen them for a while and they have a certain image of the person in their head and the image is different. That's that's a little bit like what I'm experiencing as I come home is it's the same, but my view is clearer. Um, and I have this beautiful compare and contrast available to me. So I'm sort of sitting with that. And, you know, it, it's just important to understand where we're at. And so I'd ask you if you haven't in a while to ask yourself what your experience of life is like right now and what you're going through maybe this, this week. All right. We are diving in to Neptune retrograde in Pisces. Um, this is happening on June 30th and it will be heading back into its more direct approach through Pisces on December 6th. So we have five months in a week where we are retrograding in this space. 
Now there is so much I can be sharing about Neptune because there's just a lot going on. And so I'm sort of sitting here going, where do we begin with this planet and with telling you just about Neptune and Pisces? And so I think what I want to start is by telling you that in the tarot, Neptune is represented by the 12 card of the major arcana, which is the hanged man. And the hanged man is such a image of surrendering up ourselves for some bigger cause, for some bigger thing, and to the mystery of life and to, uh, uh, you know, our even our reality in a lot of ways and our our image of ourself and our quote personality or ego surrendering all that up so that we can be placed in a position where we are enlightened where we see things differently um and where we inherently just feel we belong even when we're being persecuted and Instead, we sort of are like, this is me and I'm loved and I deserve to be here and how much uncertainty there is in that and so much mystery, so much mystery, so much from the subconscious and so much about sort of giving up and giving in and surrendering something in order to gain such clear insight and break patterns and get down to what's really at the heart of things and even more so what is beyond everything there's a very spiritual leaning to neptune and the second thing you need to know we will talk more about the hanged man the second thing you need to know is that neptune rules pisces and Neptune is an, is is a planet that stays in um it, it stays in astrology signs for a very very long time about 14 years per sign and so just like a lot of the things that we've been looking at on the podcast in the last month or two there are this this is yet another transit that's been with us for a really long time and in fact it's it's going to continue to stay with us for quite a while ahead it's going to be with us right up until january 26th of 2016 so if that's telling you anything that it, that tells you since and and it entered this space in april 4th of 2011 so you can just imagine that we have like been transversing this energy um, a lot with some other planets that are sort of moving slowly. Um, you know, we've we've got things like Saturn on the move and retrograding and other large planets. So so much going on there, as well as some Pluto transits that are big and changing. And so Neptune is is has been with us we know neptune in pisces we know it we have had it for a very long time so what can we look for in our life as sort of a symbol of neptune and pisces and again neptune is the ruler of pisces so neptune has been in its home it's been 
in this beautiful place that it feels the best in, it does its best work in, there's total alignment happening. Um, so what does Neptune do then? Well, it does, it's totally aligns with Pisces. It's a very intense and powerful energy for one. I want to think about what Neptune was, which is sort of this God figure of the sea in mythology. And so, of course, Neptune is all of these things underwater where you can't see and you can't breathe until it surfaces above the water. And Neptune can really be seen like that because it rules the 12th house with Pisces, obviously. And it is about the subconscious a a lot of the time. It's about what sort of, what sort of stays secret a little bit. Um, what feels like an illusion or a delusion, uh, either or, right? Think about the way things change and distort when we put it, them underwater and we try to see them. It's, it's sort of an optical illusion. And so Neptune in Pisces um, has us sort of dealing and and seeing illusions and delusions and being this powerful force of bringing all that to the surface for us um, and being able to really see what's in our subconscious. So if you are somebody who feels like all of your subconscious, your dreams, um, your sense of spirituality, and, and I'll, I'll share more on that in a moment, If you feel like all of this has begun coming up for you since 2011 or sort of slowly as we've been moving through that, then that's very aligned with Neptune moving through Pisces in the 12th house. And I'm going to pause right here before I get too far into explaining what it is, just to give you an idea of where you can look in your life. Look at where Pisces is in your chart. So whole house, which just means one zodiac sign equals one house. You can do it like that. Or um, you can look up your Placidus chart, which is an exact snapshot of the sky, which means Pisces might start in one house and end in another. For me, my Pisces in Placidus begins in my fourth house of home and ends in my fifth house of, you know, sort of uh, creativity and pleasure and sex and entertainment and having fun and hobbies and rest and all of those things. Um, And so in whole house, it would be in the fifth house as well, Um, which is telling me that a lot of this may be happening as I grapple with the theme of pleasure, rest, and play in my life and creativity. And so you might end up having Pisces somewhere, like if you're a Leo rising, and that most likely you have Pisces somewhere around your eighth house. And so you might be grappling with with all of these sort of themes and things coming up from your subconscious, your patterns um, around other people's money or your partner's 
money or money that you receive from other people. As well, there might be a lot coming up for you in terms of how you're transforming your identity, how you're grappling with your mental health, how you deal with loss and grief and death, and your even sometimes like your own intimacy styles. There's all of this really sort of deep power dynamics between us and money and the world and our own mortality and our own mind in the eighth house. So really interesting for that. If, you know, Pisces ends up being somewhere, oh, I don't know, let's just like pick one here. Let's say it's somewhere in the third or fourth house. Well, fourth house would be home. And so you might be grappling with these things on the home front, your ancestors, your roots, your lineage, as well as your physical home and the people who live in it with you and even just simply your your sense of home. And so there's there's a lot of different areas you can check your chart and easily look up um, just simple meanings of what the house is. I think that would really help you with this podcast as we we kind of begin to look deeper. And so the themes that may come up for you as Neptune has been moving through Pisces um, and coming through that area of your life, and again, we can use mine as the example, so pleasure, creativity, fun, play, um, it means that maybe that's how I'm supposed to bring forward this energy. And that's the portal for all of this work. And so Neptune, for one, really increases our spiritual awareness. It's the 12th house. And so it really has to do with your relationship to source, your relationship to a higher power, your relations, um, your, your actual awareness and relationship to things that you find in life are bigger than you that you can tap into and form a connection to and have a sensitivity and experience with. Um, And so, for instance, since mine's in the fifth house, I may find I'm most spiritually aware of, you know, all of these things when I'm resting, when I'm having fun, when I'm being playful, when I'm doing it in a way that feels creative or that feels sort of pleasurable to me. And so this is, you know, a theme around really connecting to something higher through our intuition, through our deep subconscious instinct, um, and forming a relationship with it. And so, um, I, I picked up tarot over the last, you know, Neptune and Pisces. And it's always just been fun. Even this podcast, I don't really have a lot of offerings in tarot. I simply, you can simply get a reading or come to my tarot circles. Um, it's not really the way I make a lot of money, but I get so much pleasure out of connecting to my spirituality in this way with you. And so that could be a symbol of that. Um, the other thing with Pisces is it's a very creative sign because it's so based in your imagination. It's like all of these, all of this Neptune energy 
you know, you can just imagine this thing in its full presence, Pisces with its ruler, with it sort of taking on life and how much energy and power there is when the ruler is in its sign. And so our imaginations, our ability to think creatively, innovatively, differently, not in the same way as Aquarius, not in a way that feels very like I need to modernize this or, um, you know, really bring this forward. It's more about the creativity, you know, and, and about that fulfillment and that joy of being able to create. And so you might be finding or have found that you found some creativity um, in your life over the last, you know, 10, 10 to 12 years some creativity has come out. Your imagination has actually been able to be utilized a lot more. Um, Neptune in Pisces, when it's not retrograding, um, makes us so aware of our subconscious. And I already talked about this, but it's worth saying again, that the connection, the connection to source, but also source within our subconscious, those things that are below our usual state of awareness, you've been able to connect with them deeper. And so having these wonderful experiences where we can visualize, we might've been visualizing a lot, using our intuition a lot, tapping into our inner wisdom, exploring our psyches. I mean, the world has been doing this since 2011. Um, Being someone who's, you know, closing in on 40, I was around Um, And absolutely already into adulthood when Instagram became a thing. And then Instagram became this place that sort of birthed therapy and mental health online and understanding the inner workings of how we work as humans. And that's all Pisces energy. It's about having the self-understanding, not just for the logical um, understanding, but for the transformation, for this deep acceptance of our own humanity and inner workings, and to be able to shower those parts of us with this sort of unconditional love, which is the other thing that Pisces does, is there's an unconditional love attached to Pisces that says, I love everyone because I see humanity in everyone. Uh, Pisces always needs to learn their boundaries around that. Pisces also tends to merge with people. And so there's an energetic boundary. Some, I I mean, as a codependency mentor myself, I think it's been a wonderful awakening to understanding what codependency is outside of the old paradigm where it was simply about someone in an addicted state and the person in relationship with them that now we understand there's so much more going on in our day-to-day relationships that mirror that. Um, And so grappling with how do we love everybody, but also how do we, we stay energetically ourselves um, is, is big work during this time. And it's a time to just open and receive from bigger powers. Um, And all of those things. And so there's, uh, our intuition is enhanced, all of these things. Now, of course, with that, as we talk about retrograde, 
you know, retrograde can sometimes bring about those things that um, we want to review them and we want to review them with an eye for what Neptune in Pisces, um, sort of the downfall, or we can think of the hanged man uh, sort of reversed, which is usually sort of not being able to see the illusions, <laughs> getting really caught up in delusion and getting really caught up in our ego and our personalities to the point where we don't feel a sense of belonging in the world. We're very individualistic. Um, we can get really selfish even. So I'm not saying that these things are happening during retrograde. My intuition around this is saying because retrograde is about going back to review and sort of rewalking a path we just took, it reminds me in, inside my head intuitively, the analogy that comes to mind is when you lose something, you lose something and you have to retrace your steps and go back to figure out where you left it. And sort of along the way, you notice other things that maybe you set down on your journey or that you have to now redo or things like that. And eventually, of course, the point is to find what you lost. Um, you know, make a list of what you noticed um, as you went through everything and maybe started pulling things out of cupboards. And if you've ever lost something in your home, you know your home can get really dirty very quickly, looking for something you lost and trying to re re retrace your steps. And I, I really feel like Neptune and Pisces and, and a lot of retrogrades as we retrograde is I need to go back. I'm being asked to go back to find something that sort of got a little lost in translation along the way. I need to retrace my steps. And as I do, I'm going to be pulling out a whole bunch of things in order to figure out what that is, where that went. Um, do I still need it, etc. And then as we go direct again, we go back over that same area we just came back to. And so there's this transversing of forward, back, forward over the same space. And so then the analogy would be, okay, I found the thing and now I have to retrace back forward over this space again. And as I do, I kind of need to tidy it up based on, you know, what happened during this time. And so this really sort of review, revise energy is strong here. So what happens when the hanged man is, is in reversal? The first thing uh, with the hanged man and Neptune and Pisces is a sort of stagnation because, of course, it's retrograde. And this is a hanged man. And so this is already a card without any action. And so even with it reversed, there's still no action. There's still sort of a binding that's happening. Um, but the person's upright instead of surrendered. And so while we've stalled out, while we stagnate during this time, we sort of begin to lack empathy. We sort of avoid surrender. We don't want to sacrifice anything of ours in order to sort of move towards a more aware state, a more clear vision, 
Um, and because of that, we hit a standstill. You know, we, when we get really apathetic and we, we are not willing to give on anything that we as an individual absolutely desire or want, we can sometimes hit a standstill with life and it disconnects us from source and it disconnects us from our, our spirit and it makes us sort of want to avoid the fact that this is a mystery, that what we're going through is uncertain. And instead, it kind of makes us put on this facade that we've got it all together. Like if you have the hanged man in a deck and you pull it out and you turn it over, the person is still bound, right? The person is still stuck. But there, it kind of looks like they're standing up and okay, even though they're like hanging from a tree or hanging from a post. And so there's this facade of like putting on a really good show. And that's our personality and ego, right? I'm just going to pretend like things are okay and I've got this and I am this sort of identity or I'm holding these qualities. And so... I'm in control of this, but really you're, you're still stagnated. Whether you lean in and accept uncertainty and maybe a lack of knowing what direction you should go into, which is the hanged man upright. And when Neptune is in Pisces, we're learning to sort of sit in the uncertainty of things and be okay, not always having a clear direction. When it's reversed, those things are still true, but we're fighting against it. We're trying to make believe and create an illusion and a delusion, which lives in us, that says, no, I'm good. I'm, you know, I've got this. I'm on two feet. Well, you're not on two feet for one. And you're not going anywhere still. And so it's a really interesting energy. Um, so that illusion and delusion that we've kind of got it all together, that we're in total control of life. Um, that's something that can be reviewed in this retrograde. Um, I think a lot of us will be grappling with the fact and reviewing the fact that as much as we thought we were surrendered and sort of going with the flow and accepting the uncertainty of something that with that we start to realize as we review right as we go back that we were at a standstill that we actually maybe didn't quite lean into all the way the uncertainty and that maybe there is no direction here where we are that maybe nothing will kind of come from this and instead, we're sort of reviewing the fact that we thought we had it all in, under control. And, you know, we, you know, we thought we were just being here contemplating, seeing what happens. And actually what we did is we became really disinterested, that we stalled out, that we stopped moving, and that we didn't want to actually make the sacrifice that propelled the hanged man into the 13 card 
which is about taking the action of release and actually doing the grunting labor of compost, composting and rotor tilling something that's been dead and gone for seasons now. For quite a while now, it has been, there hasn't been anything there. You know, death card is, is about the fact that the harvest has been and gone and we're still fighting over the land. And death comes in to sort of cut us down and mulch us into that and remind us it's, it's already done. It's been done. And we just have to do the hard things and make the hard choices and take the hard movement. And so while I'm not saying that that may all happen during the retrograde till December, it may. And for some of us, it may take us all the way until Neptune stations direct for us to get out of this delusion and illusion. But I think, I think it's a really individual thing. Um, very interesting. So that's, that's sort of one of the things we can be thinking about with the hanged man and retrograde of Neptune and Pisces. Now with that as well, um, something that can happen when Neptune is sort of, uh, let's say in its shadow or, um, you know, that the hanged man is reversed or Pisces energy and its ruler is sort of moving back for backwards, sorry, backwards is Pisces is the part of our chart where we overindulge. And it's the part of our chart where we try to escape life. And so it's always this weird part where the exact area of life that can connect us to our belonging that can connect us to something bigger in this lifetime to bring about that spiritual relationship with life, higher power, God, goddess, etc., is the very place where we can overindulge, where we can um, try to escape life. And Pisces is where a lot of things like addiction take place. Um, so if we use my, my chart as an example, even though when, when I'm creative and find pleasure in, in fun things, it, it brings me into my higher power, brings me into source. It brings me closer, but I have had a problem with overindulging and trying to escape life by through rest, through play, through humor, through creativity. I would often escape into creativity and reading as a child to completely escape the fact that I was actually quite a deeply unhappy and disconnected teenager um, and, and a very lonely one. Um, I've overindulged in pleasurable food, um, and things like that. I can often overindulge in like expression and rest and things that are pleasurable. I can, you know, in years past, I would deal with things by binge watching TV. I loved, and while I still sort of sometimes throw those things on in the background, 
I have begun to change my relationship to those things. And so now they're pleasure, but I'm not escaping life with them. And so really asking yourself, even if you don't know where Pisces is in your chart, what is your go-to? What do you overindulge in? What do you overindulge in in order to escape your subconscious or your life in some way? And then, of course, looking at the house may help you if it's, you know, if if it's in the fourth house of family and home, well, maybe you overindulge and escape from your home or your home is the place you overindulge and escape into. Maybe you spend a lot of time there hiding out. Maybe you get caught up in things like home design or different homes and that sort of stagnates you. It's a way for you to cope instead of a way for you to sort of dream and vision and connect. You know, if if this is in your fourth house, you have a real chance of your home being your spiritual sanctuary. But you also have the chance of your home being where you can escape from people and life and work and sort of avoid the world a little bit, right? Um, which like I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't blame you for because I, you know, some of my Pisces is in my home house, and so I get that. You know, if your Pisces is in your eighth house, you might escape and overindulge in things like sex or spending your partner's money um, or spending money that people give you um, because it can be a bit of a house of, you know, your inheritance. Um, You might also really escape into um, healing and your mental health and intimacy. Um, It's like if I can just be intimate with someone, uh, I can, I can like pretend like the world isn't happening. Um, and so there's this excess that can happen. And so when we think of the hanged man card in relation to this one, and the fact that retrograde is probably the hanged man reversed, again, we have someone who's standing upright in this sort of delusion. Um, and they are, you know, they're, they're sort of trying to escape what their reality is, right? The reality is they're actually upside down hanging uh, from this tree and they need to sort of be okay with that and understand that, that something needs to end, something needs to be sacrificed to the death card that's coming and that they just need to be like, okay, this is ending and, and I need to let it end. And I may even have to be death and, and do the work of, of mulching it up and composting it and letting it go. Um, but when we're upright, we, we sort of can escape that next reality and go, no, no, like I can still do this. This is still fine. Um, but they don't have a grapple on what's really there. They're just trying to escape. And and we all do that. And so again, look at your chart of where that might be occurring for you. So there's that. <laughs> you can imagine with all of this, Pisces is one of the places in the chart that I think has a huge evolution point uh, around boundaries. I think that it is Pisces 
more than anything else that learns the hard way that they need boundaries. I think Pisces and Neptune, they don't want boundaries. They want to be able to weave in and out of the depth and the light and everything going on and God and themselves and, and other people. And Pisces is a huge people pleasing house because again, it's about keeping an image that, you know, you're good, you're a good person. And, and so we have people pleasing really alive and thriving in the Pisces house. Um, and so I find even just being in love with a Pisces that boundaries is something they resist, even when there's a big self-awareness the people pleasing can run really deep. And so this house I always feel, or this Pisces and Neptune, I feel get initiated into boundaries. Um, again, with the hanged man, it's sort of a surrender. It's sort of a sacrifice. And I know from working with codependents and people pleasing being, you know, one of the symptoms of that, that people often have to sacrifice their image um, of who they are and their reputation and sort of the way other people might view them in order to have boundaries, in order to have boundaries. And so with this retrograde, we may be going back over an area and re-experiencing what it's been like to not have boundaries, to sort of be people pleasing. We might get a little bit back into some of that. But the great thing is, is that as we re-experience, we'll probably have a new awareness, um, especially when Neptune starts moving back forward again. And so boundaries may be a really, really big one. So, so much there. And I want to talk a little bit about the hanged man for a moment in more completion than weaving it into um, the planetary stuff. So during this time, I mean, the time being 2011, April, all the way up to January of uh, 2026, did I say? I think that's right, January of 2026. We are in Hanged Man a lot uh, because Neptune is moving through Pisces. And Pisces being the moon card next to the hanged man. And so we've been going through this hanged man moon period. And we've been really reflecting on our action. I believe we've been slowing down. And actually, I believe that the closer we get to the end of this, the more all this comes clear, right? Because it takes a while for some of this stuff to set in. And Neptune is a little bit about illusion. It's a little bit about having our eyes closed. It's a little bit of feeling like our eyes are open and still not really seeing, not really awakening to like what we are actually seeing here. Um, but I do believe, especially in this last two, three years of this, really at this point, about two and a half, uh, because it's early 2026 that, that this is ending. Um, I think that 
we're going to feel the hanged man way more, um, more and more each day and with each retrograde and transit because it's sort of saying it's beginning its goodbyes. It's like the person who's saying, Hey, like I'm moving in six months and you're like, Oh, and it sort of changes, um, the choices you'd make with that person knowing that they're going to be gone. And it sort of gives you this last, um, push, um, to do everything you need to do with them before they sort of take off, right? You want to get in all that time. You want to do some things you haven't been doing. And I think that this retrograde is sort of the first little inkling of like, oh, maybe I should sit down and, and reflect on what it is I don't want to lose out on in this last two years of time here. And also when I think about illusions, which Neptune and Pisces are very and dreamlike states, it's a little bit like you're about to wake up, right? You're about to wake up. You're going Aries, Neptune and Aries, interesting energy to have, right? To have this subconscious thing coming through Aries is going to feel very strong. And we might have a lot of spiritual awakening to do on an individual level inside of our identity after January 2026. And it's going to be fiery, right? It's going to be emperor energy. We're going to be strategic. We are going to go after it. And um, we're going to really experience it. And so Pisces is this time to still be in a space with our spirituality, with our own awakenings, with um, diving into our own psyche, our own subconscious, with forming a relationship with our higher powers in a way that, that actually feels the most aligned way to do so through believing we're unconditionally loved or cared about by this bigger thing that we're meant to be here and we're loved for being here. Um, this is, this is our last chance to really allow our spirituality to be so naturally spiritual. I'm not saying we're not going to have our beautiful moments where Neptune feels like Pisces. What I'm, like when we get into Aries, Neptune and Aries, what I'm saying is it's when it's going to be the most natural. It's just going to happen this way and to lean in because it's, oh, I love the tarot. I just got an intuitive hit as I, as I looked at the hanged man, as I said that, um, and, and got this ping of like, no, surrendered. It, it's when we don't, the hanged man is all about surrender. And so I want you to picture floating. That's how easy it is to be with our spirituality and psyche right now. And retrograde might bring some waves to that experience. And we might go a little under, we might get a little up our noses and we might have to review and resettle into our pose of floating and our um, sort of surrender. But when Aries comes it's like getting off the beach and onto a horse. Um, 
and heading off on this really strategic mission. And so, yes, we can have these stops along the way in Aries where we can be extremely intentional about getting back in the water and floating, but we're always going to be asked to get out and get back on the horse and get going and be strategic and all these things. So it's our last time where nobody's asking us to do anything. And by nobody, I'm not even, uh, it's Neptune. I'm not even talking about other people, although it may come through the form of other people. I'm talking about you and your higher power, you and the bigger world at large, you and the quantum realm, you and nature, anything that's bigger than you that feels like you belong to it. You have time to just be here and float. Nothing is being asked of you right now. And that, that is the purest hanged man energy I can offer you. Because that is the divinity of sacrificing our need to be doing or to secure something or any of these things, right? And just be here. Let yourself be turned around. Let yourself be hung out to dry. And then open your eyes and see what you see from that position. That's going to give you clear sight. And so our clear sight happens when we sacrifice our need for a direction, when we sacrifice our need to escape life um, and, and create dreams or illusions or create personas and masks for ourselves. And it's only when we totally surrender all these things that we can float with ease, just as we are. And that when we open our eyes, we, the sun shines in, we might see something very different than what we looked at before. Like raising your hand from the bottom of a lake with a rock in it. And it's so distorted under the water and beautiful. And then we bring our palm up and it looks a little different in, in the light of the day. That's what we're going through with Neptune and Pisces. Interesting, isn't it? I absolutely love this. Uh, the Hanged Man really, it, to get practical, um, it, it needs us to suspend some action. Um, there might be some things we're trying to do and force forward and force to happen. And the Hanged Man says, don't do it. You don't need to take action right now. Um, and that's because you don't know enough. There's, there's literally an indecision. There's literally not enough clear sight. And again, with Neptune in retrograde, we get this moment where we may try to do just that. We may try to create a certain decision when we don't know yet what to do. We may try to force action forward um, or, you know, we may think we're acting and we're just stagnating. I mean, I think everyone, I know I resonate with that. There are times when it's like I'm spinning my wheels. My engine is going, I'm revving things up. I'm putting in a lot of effort and I'm going nowhere. And this relationship is going nowhere and this job is going nowhere and that's the biggest time we need to just stop taking action because whatever it is can't be rushed. 
and whatever it is is very uncertain and whatever it is needs to have this sort of forced break time um, in it. Now, again, with retrograde, there, there's this stalling that happens. It's the same thing in a different energy, right? Slowing down, stopping, not rushing, waiting, um, sort of putting a break on things so you can wait for your sight to clear. Um, is a lot of the same things that still happen. It's just our own approach when it's the hanged man is reversed. So um, we get into this phase where nothing's happening. And usually the hanged man in reversed is present during a very specific time where you prob you might be feeling like you're sacrificing like a lot of time and energy into something and you're not getting anything out of it. There's no return on this investment for you. And that can really suck. And and again, it's we've often get caught in illusion where we don't want to accept that nothing is happening in this arena, whatever it is. Um, and it's like we keep putting our entire effort and attention into something and nothing ever seems to turn out the way we want it to or even the way we think it should. And so if this is your love life, your career, your finances, your home, whatever it may be, there's this moment that suggests that this time is is for you to begin the work of seeing things clearly. Um, and that if there was a slowdown on things, that the slowdown is about learning how to let go and learning how to sacrifice something in your life so that the rest of your life can thrive. And that when, you're, when we do that, then we emerge with a much clearer understanding of what we expected from this thing, this person, this career in the first place, right? That we can start to see the subconscious part of it happening in real time. We start to understand, why did I do this? You might even in a spiritual event start seeing, I see why this happened to me, right? I understand now the correlation between this and my own awakening. Um, and when we start to do that, we're going to slowly over the next two years, two and a half years, start to realize that, oh, maybe, maybe I am equipped to deal with what needs to happen next. And maybe I do need to make a choice and I do need to cut some things away or some relationships back. And maybe the things I have been sacrificing are not 
the things I actually need to sacrifice to move forward, find balance, um, and move towards what's right for me or correct for me. And so there's something in me that's saying, you know, the martyrdom is coming to an end. We still have another two and a half years. We still have another two and a half years. We're going to really feel the intensity of sacrifices we made that we didn't need to, the fear of the sacrifice of the things that we do actually need to sacrifice, what it's felt to stall out with this illusion or this escapism or this delusion that we've had around something changing and instead really review that so we can sacrifice what needs to be sacrificed, release control, and uh, be a martyr in a way that serves us, right? I talk about codependency, and so being a martyr is is usually referred to in that needless sacrifice way, right? The, I sacrificed all these things I actually didn't need to in the name of love. But true martyrdom is a beautiful thing to behold because it's often something we sacrifice because we deeply believe that we're going to be okay after and that this is what's being asked of us and that this is going to show us something we need to see about ourselves and our relationship to our source, our instinct, our intuition, and the life that's coming after, um, and especially unconditional love, but love from something sometimes more than simply another human, but something more universal. And so there's a beautiful kind of sacrifice and martyrdom where we give up something we value in order to sort of clear our eyes and our sight so we can move forward. And I think that's what this is about. So I'm going to end there. I hope this really serves you. You can listen to this, obviously, a lot over the next two and a half years. And I will probably try to do another one um, in, in December, maybe, when things get rolling again in a direct way um, or sometime over the next two years, I hope. Um so that's what that's what I've got for you today. Um, go back over this as much as you feel like, and I hope you received whatever it is that you needed out of hitting play today. All right. I am so grateful for your presence here, and I will see you in the next episode, which will most likely be what the July transit cards are, which are three cards from the tarot that correspond with the the unfolding of July. So we'll get into that next time. I hope you'll join me then. Be well, stay well. I care about you. See you next time.